0: You are now entering the world of Blissful Living, broadcasting around the globe and on the Blissful Living Network with Rochelle Marie Lawson. Are you lacking energy, clarity, and that sense of true well-being? Are you overworked, underpaid, and know that you deserve more in life? You are not alone. Improve your wellness, wisdom, and wealth so that you can step into living the life of your dreams. And now, here's your host of Blissful Living, the queen of feeling fabulous. Rochelle Marie Lawson.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Blissful Living Show. This is the queen of feeling fabulous, Rochelle Marie Lawson, and I am so honored to be here with you today. have a wonderful guest to share some words of wisdom with you, so I'd like to take this time to tell you to find a nice place to sit and relax, uh, find something to write with, piece of paper, pen, pencil, whatever you do, however you do that get a nice beverage your favorite bre- beverage whether it's a glass of water with lemon, a glass of water, tea, coffee, cocoa, cocktail, whatever it is that you know is right for you at this moment in time, your favorite beverage and just sit back and relax, tell the family, give you a few minutes, no more than 30, 40 minutes and um, let them let them do what they need to do for that time period while you just take a few moments for yourself during this time period. And I'll tell you about the guest in a few moments. But before we get started with the show, I wanna thank our sponsors of the podcast, which is the first one is Blissful Living For You at blissful Living, the number four, the letter U.com. You really do want to go in and check out what they have to offer right now, especially as we progress in the year. We're almost halfway through 2021. I cannot believe it. But as we progress through this year, I know we all set goals that we wanted to obtain, whether it, it pertained to our wellness, our wisdom, our wealth at the beginning of the year. And we might just need a little bit of incentive Inspiration, motivation, help, uh, ease accessibility so that we can accomplish those goals. Well, Blissful Living for you has what you may need. So check them out at Blissful Living, the number four, the letter U dot com and get in on the goodies that they have to offer during this time of the year, as well as all their freebies, and they have a lot of great freebies to help you in those areas of wellness, wisdom, and wealth. Now, the next sponsor that I want to thank is our favorite telecommunications installation company that has been around for 31 years, All Day Cable Incorporated at All Day Cable, Inc. They have What you need to get your connections made right the first time they specialize in installation of voice data, fiber optic cabling, wireless access points, audio, video, network distribution, whatever you need to make your telecommunications work effectively, efficiently, and correct the first time all day cable is definitely your company of choice or rather should be your company of choice. And if you're located on the Western region of the United States, that is the area that they serve and they will be happy to provide you with the right connections. Their model is they make the right connections so that when you go to communicate, you are making that right connection the very first time. So if you have a telecommunications installation need, um, whether you're a small business, medium, or large corporation, you want to check out All Day Cable Inc at alldaycableinc.com. So let me tell you a little bit about our guest. Her name is Kara Finstrom. And Kara is a friend of the Blissful Living show now. She's um, from British, British Vancouver, Columbia, Canada, and she loves to socialize. And she also does a podcast called The Conquest of Bliss. And she spends most of her days talking and thinking about the greater concepts of happiness instead of directly seeking it, since it seems that it can often be pushed further away from us when we are trying to seek it. Uh, She loves life, she likes talking to experts and and she's just an amazing gal that has some inspiration and she wants to share some happiness and bliss with those that are willing to listen to her. Now she deals with chronic pain and she's suffering from a chronic pain or chronic illness. And um, because of this, it's been quite challenging for her with regards to keeping herself at a happy level. And so one day she thought about, she should start a business and lo and behold, she started that business and she has not looked back. So I am here to have a very nice conversation with Kara. And we're going to talk about a little bit of conquest of bliss, but coming from someone that is dealing with chronic pain from a chronic illness, so Kara, welcome to Blissful Living Show. How are you feeling today?
2: I'm okay. How are you today, Rochelle? Rochelle. I'm
0: fabulous,
1: <laughs> but I I I feel fabulous all the time because <laughs> that's how I roll. I I'm determined to. Uh, of course, I'm the queen of feeling fabulous. So I'm determined to hold that title.
2: So <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. I mean, I'm having some physical issues, but otherwise I'm, I'm good. Emotionally, I'm feeling very good.
1: Good. So tell us a little bit about, um, if you don't mind, share a little bit about your um, challenges with health and well-being.
2: Okay. Yeah. So um, I have had a lot of challenges uh, since I was young, but the ones that are affecting me most right now are fibromyalgia and sarcoidosis. Most people know what fibromyalgia is, um, but sarcoidosis is a little bit less known. Um, And between them, they cause all sorts of interesting um, and and strange symptoms, as well as the normal ones like chronic pain and chronic fatigue. So um, So do you want...
1: Yeah, so so with regards to, so um, because, you know, we, we have listeners from all over, the spectrum, so to speak, some might be familiar with it, some might not be familiar with it. So can you just share a little bit of information, particularly, I know people are fibromyalgia is is a term that people now um, kind of either heard about or have some kind of concept. So I'm going to have you explain a little bit about both of your conditions, just, you know, in lay terms, but tell the listeners a little bit about fibromyalgia so they can actually hear it from the person that actually has it versus a physician trying to explain it.
2: That's, that's totally fair. So sorry about that. Um, The fibromyalgia is it's mostly characterized in my life by um, chronic pain and it's multiple kinds of chronic pain. So there's a lot of muscular pain um, and muscular like rigidity where I won't be able to relax my muscles. And then there's also something called tender points and what tender points are is basically if someone pushes on certain points in my body, and it seems like there's a lot of them, if someone pushes on certain points in my body, then it feels like it's bruised or like it's it's being bruised or it's already bruised and, and it's just very tender, like a bruise would be. And so that makes it difficult. Like, you know how if you bump into the corner of a wall or something and it might like hurt a tiny bit for a second, for that, it, for, for me, when I do that, or I w- bump into a desk or something as I'm walking by even lightly, really, really hurts. Feels like I, I hit something with high impact. Um, and then the other, the other really problematic symptom with fibromyalgia for me is the fatigue and uh, what they call brain fog or fibro fog. Uh-huh. And uh, basically it's, it's a lot like waking up after two hours and not being able to get back to sleep, but like very, very frequent and it isn't really impacted by him. Well, it's worse with less sleep, but even if I get a full amount of sleep, I'm still dealing with that level and type of fatigue.
1: Oh, wow. Interesting. So, um, I have more questions about that,
2: but tell (laughs) us
1: about this sarcoidosis.
2: Okay. So sarcoidosis is a, um, it's not super well known, but it's, it's, it's reasonably rare, but not super rare. Um, actually Bernie Mac had sarcoidosis. Yeah. I was just
1: gonna, I was just gonna say he's, he's, I'm a nurse. So I, I, um, you know, I've heard the term, although the clinical area, that was my practice of expertise. I didn't, I didn't have patients that had that, but Bernie Mac, when I heard him, you know, um, die from that, then it really brought to light. it. But yeah, so anyways, I digress. But share, share that information with the listeners, because I want them to get a good grip on what we're talking about here.
2: Yeah, okay. So, so sarcoidosis, um, the way that it works is, and it took me a long time to understand this, because it's not super, super well understood. But basically, it's um, inflammation cells that grow in clusters called granulomas. Um, on different organs in your body. So in the case of Bernie Mac, it was his heart, which re- led to the heart attack that he had. Um, and with me, it was uh, initially diagnosed uh, as being in my lungs and uh, lymph nodes in the the chest cavity. And so they originally had thought maybe I had cancer. I had to go through this terrible process to find it. And they eventually were able to diagnose it with sarcoidosis, which has a better prognosis um, for the most part. But it's, it's a very scary illness because it can go away or it can go away and come back, or it can just stay forever. And it can, um, it can kill you pretty, like, you you don't necessarily know that it's happening. And like, I have a second cousin or something like that, who's got a pacemaker because of, uh, because of having sarcoidosis as well.
1: Oh, wow. Wow.
2: Very, uh, I mean,
1: it's it's very interesting. So, I like to give people a background, particularly because, you know, people have all different levels of understanding or mm -hmm. non understanding whatsoever. And so, by just giving them a background of what we're, you know, what we're going to be talk, cha- what we're chatting about, just helps people. Sometimes they may know someone that has, you know, what you're having, or know someone that might be suffering from things that you described and have not been diagnosed, or they're fully knowledgeable about it, or have absolutely no clue. So it just mm-hmm. kind of helps to give the listeners um, more wisdom and knowledge behind these medical. Um, conditions. So with regards to, um, your conditions, what age were you diagnosed at?
2: Well, I was initially diagnosed with, um, actually was misdiagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis at 24 was when it kind of came to a head and I needed to see a doctor and figure it out because I was no longer able to be reliable at work and, uh, which was heartbreaking. Um, because I, I was, I'm one of those weird people who always enjoyed working, Mm-hmm. Um, just loved the the community and, and being able to produce and it was just something that I always really liked and uh, and so that was really hard for me and then I was diagnosed with with rheumatoid arthritis, but unfortunately it was the doctor who didn't he, he didn't even like palpate me or or you know check anything um, besides ask me a few questions and then put me on a lot of drugs and so that was a really really challenging road for me. I was on um, oh, the the one that the one that they were using for COVID uh, was on that for a little while. I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head. Um, Is
1: it the uh, steroid? Uh,
2: it's uh, hy- hydroxychloroquine,
1: I think. Oh, okay. Uh huh. Yeah.
2: Um, I, it just came into my head. It's it's funny how that happens. Um, hydroxychloroquine and a whole bunch of different uh, different medications that ended up exacerbating a lot of the issues that I was having. And so I asked to see a new rheumatoid or rheumatologist, and he was the one who diagnosed me with. Um, fibromyalgia, and it wasn't until I want to say 2017 when I started um, coughing blood, and <clears throat> and so I went into the hospital, and my my doctor insisted that they do something called a bronchoscopy, uh-huh. which is terrible. It was a nightmare, one of the worst experiences I've ever had, and uh, he uh, he found that it was sarcoidosis. And we began kind of managing that as much as we could in, in addition to, um, I also have asthma. So there were kind of two pieces. So I was, I was sent to a respirologist at that point. So there was one point where I had six different specialists I was seeing
1: wow. regularly.
2: Yeah. I'm very thankful in, in Canada where we've got, uh, some, some medical coverage.
1: Yeah. So, um, so with regards to bronchoscopy everyone is when they basically scope your they put a down a scope down your bronchial tree and they look at um, your respiratory system from the inside out through the scope. It's similar to a colonoscopy where the tube goes up into your rectum and they look at your colon. Um, the bronchoscopy is the same thing. It's just going down your bronchial tubes and they're checking things out. So just Mm -hmm. just to let you guys know that now, um, interesting with regards to being misdiagnosed, because I think it happens way more than people really realize. And, Mm -hmm. um, Physicians are quick to treat on what they believe it is without really doing some really in-depth, thorough research, which is what happened to you, which could potentially cause the problems which happened to you. So as a patient advocate, um, the good old registered nurse that I am, I'm going to tell you all out there listening to question, question, question your physician's decision, even if you've had this physician for a while or... Um, or not you need to question their decisions about one the diagnosis they make for you and the medications they prescribe for you and be adamant adamant until you have a complete understanding as to why they're doing what they're doing particularly if if it's not resonating with you it's never hurts to um, get a second or third opinion because a lot of times in medicine and science in general science medicine is science they're just guessing sometimes a lot of symptoms for various diseases present the same exact way. Mm-hmm. And so if you have any uh, apprehension or unclarity, make sure you do not leave your physician's office until you get clarity about one, what they're try- treating you, what the diagnosis is, and true the plan of care for treatment and never be afraid to seek um, advice of others, which is what Kara did, which is good because She was seeing a rheumatologist, but she saw another one who was probably maybe more experienced or maybe had seen cases of fibromyalgia and other things that she has and was um, able to make a more definitive, correct diagnosis. Sometimes physicians just, they're not, they don't know everything and there's thousands and thousands of conditions and diseases and they all sometimes present with the same symptoms in the beginning. So, um, you know. You have to be diligent when it comes to taking care of your health and well being, and never ever rely on medicine. Period. Mm-hmm. And I believe that you know, go with your gut instinct, but never rely solely on medicine um, or something that you're being told because it may not, as in care situation, might not always be correct. Now, um, with regards to being diagnosed at such a young age, did this run in your family? Any of these conditions run in your family?
2: Um, asthma, asthma runs in my family. And I, I was diagnosed with asthma when I was 10. Um, but it's not severe. I've never had an asthma attack, so I, I never think to mention it because the other two are so big. Um, but as far as, like I said, the the sarcoidosis, there are members of my family kind of distant that have it, but no, not really. And I know that um asthma is considered autoimmune as well as um sarcoidosis is maybe autoimmune, and same with fibromyalgia, they're like, I don't know, but I do have. Anti-nuclear antibodies, which are um, antibodies that are built specifically to target parts of your body as opposed to outside stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do have anti-nuclear antibodies. So that's an indication that there is something autoimmune. There's an autoimmune piece to my um, illnesses. So in that sense, maybe. But as far as the specific diagnoses, no, there's there's not really anyone. Which is
1: interesting. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? I mean, there's um, like my mom has rheumatoid arthritis and lupus, and there's no one in our family that has it. They they can, you know, genetically, it's not like any genetic factors that exist in our family. I'm going to say prior to her. So like my grandmother, her, you know, my great grandparents, so on and so forth prior to um, my line of the family tree, so to speak.
2: Mm -hmm. And
1: she's the only one that has it, which um, you know, a lot of autoimmune diseases are very stress related They're Mm -hmm. They are insipidus of being exacerbated generally during a period of great stress. Um, because the body begins to attack itself thinking that itself is a uh, foreign invader, so to speak. And, um, and then we have all these different types of variants such as, you know, rheumatoid arthritis or lupus or fibromyalgia or sarcoidosis or all these autoimmune diseases that, you know, can, can come out during a period of extreme stress. So um, it's very interesting. And the fact that you mentioned that someone in your family um, you know had you know prior to you has some probably genetic markers that might be you know where you pick it up from but be interesting I wish they could do like family tree stuff or you know on our you know health and well-being genetics but sometimes the information from previous generations um is not always correct with regards to the way they died or the diagnosis they had and things of that nature because like when I first became a nurse there was no that fibromyalgia did not exist as a condition Mm -hmm. and I've been a nurse for 30 years so it's not it's not it's not I haven't been a nurse for you know I've been a nurse for quite a while but the fact that fibromyalgia was not a condition, quote unquote, when I became a nurse or had a defined name when I became a nurse And I think I just started first hearing the terminology fibromyalgia, um, either in the mid or late nineties when they actually gave it a term, but the conditions, the signs and symptoms of the disease was around. They just had not named it yet, given it a definitive name. Also the same thing with bipolar disease everybody and their grandmother is bipolar. We all have aspects of bipolar. If you're PMSing and you're a female, you've got <laughs> aspects of bipolar. If you're male and you're Pm or I say TMSing, because men, they do the TMS stuff. They PMS. They, you know, <laughs> then you've got aspects of bipolar, right? But when I became a nurse, it, bipolar didn't exist. That's a new terminology and new diagnosis. It was... Um, I think people back in the day that can relate to my age range, the diagnosis um, that was used a lot was manic depressive, which is Mm -hmm. somewhat like bipolar, but it's it's a little bit different. But yeah, so it's interesting how just over the years, you know, people, these conditions exist, but then finally they're given a name and it kind of helps to hone in on things, Mm -hmm. So, um, you know anyways, I'm sorry to digress, but I like to give (laughs) a little educational information for people to just be able to understand, you know, with regards to how things continually evolve, right? You know, breast cancer in the 80s, if you got breast cancer in the 80s, you probably died from it, you know, or you didn't have a very good survival after that. Now, if you get breast cancers, most women survive, you know, so you know what I'm saying? It's just as we progress down the timeline of civilization things get better and better and some things stay the same but most (laughs) things get better and better and they're able to um able to help people just a little bit better so Mm -hmm. I want to turn and talk to you about so you've been dealing with this chronic you know illness and dealing with chronic pain and you know, you were diagnosed at such a young age, 24, when most people are just beginning to step into owning, being a full-fledged, soul independent adult, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what, what is the thing, you know, that keeps you focused on having a happy and blissful life, even though you're suffering every day?
2: Um, I think that there's a, there's a few things, um, probably the number one thing that's been helpful for me, cause I've done, you know, a, a tremendous amount of research with, with like, you know, we talked about earlier, um, but also on my own time outside of the podcast. And I think the thing that, that motivates me is realizing that I have some freedom, some choice, um, is that like, I can't, I can't, you know, uh, as far as I know so far, um, will away, you know, the pain and the issues that I have, but I, I'm acutely aware that how I interact with life and the world is dependent on, on, on what I, what I choose to filter in or filter out. And it can be a process for sure. You know, I'm um, choosing, choosing bliss, if you will, choosing to, right. to focus on the things that bring me joy and bring more of those things into my life and accept, you know, accept the, the, the challenges as they are, that's, that's definitely something that's not something that comes naturally or necessarily easy, but being aware that I have that freedom and that it's available to me really motivates me to go there because, you know, I can be in pain and sad, or I can be in pain and happy. And of those two, like either way, I'll be in pain, but I'd rather be in pain and happy.
1: Right. I like that. I mean, it's, you know, there's so many people suffering and, you know, over the last year we we've all experienced some kind of loss or suffering. Um, Mm -hmm. Everybody. I mean, I want to say everybody on the planet from that newborn baby that was born to that 119 year old person that, you know, is living everybody on the spectrum suffered some kind of loss, something Mm -hmm. emotional, physical, spiritual, uh, you know, family members, friends, distant friends, people, you know, you know, uh, people you don't know, but you knew their family or whatever, there's mm-hmm. all been some kind of loss. But when within the context of all that has happened, I think there were some really good things that, that emulated that can continue to have people seek bliss, seek happiness. And, and I, think one of the most important things I always have to take it back to the very beginning is when we wake up, Mm -hmm. the fact that we're able to wake up and have another day is a reason to be happy and joyful. And some people that might be suffering in pain like you, chronic pain and illness, you know, may not see that as something to be happy and joyful about, but you've changed that. And you're like, well, I'd rather be happy and in pain than Sad or angry or, you know, in pain, because all that does is precipitate you having an increased pain session or an increased painful experience Mm -hmm. with no one wants, right? So if you can just add, if you can just be happy or teeter on the happiness side, it may not take away the pain, but it's not definitely not going to increase the pain due to being stressed and tensed and angry, which is what all that does Mm -hmm. um, for a person that's in chronic pain or not. So, um, I like that you are seeking the side of happiness and, um, And really embracing the fact that you can live a happy life, even though you have this chronic illness and you are in chronic pain. What is something that if you could share with the listeners with regards to anybody suffering from chronic pain or chronic illness, um, or just looking for a way to seek or find bliss in their current state, what is it that you would say to the listeners right now with regards to that?
2: Um, I think for me, one of the, one of the biggest, the biggest things that I would suggest to anybody, um, whether you're in physical or emotional pain is there's a lot of tools to learn and there's a lot of information out there and it's really helpful information. But for me personally, like when the pain is really bad, I tend to sort of lose myself, not lose my, like, like, but lose my cognition to some degree and so I would recommend um, looking into grounding exercises to be able to bring yourself to center and, and focus on whatever that plan is that you've made to move forward through your day.
1: And so when you say grounding exercises, give an example.
2: Okay. So uh, one of the grounding exercises that I use all the time, its it's one of my favorites, and it helps whether I'm extremely emotional or in a lot of pain is I look around and I name in my head or out loud, depending on where I am, um, five things that I can see, and then four things that I can hear, and then three things that I can feel with my, with my um, body, like in the sense, like pushing against something or something like that, two things I can smell. And then one thing I put a name to the taste in my mouth, because often there's not really a taste, but just put a name to it and, and focus my energy on the sensory input, just to give my... Brain enough time to calm down so that I can refocus.
1: Oh, I love that! Say that again. Repeat it, listeners. This is a nugget of gold. Whether you have <laughs> chronic illness or not, stress, stress, pain, painful headache, butt hurts, whatever, bad day, whatever. <laughs> this is gold right here. Say it again, Kara.
2: <laughs> okay, so you're gonna do. You're gonna. You're gonna. You're gonna take a deep breath, and then you're gonna look around and name out louder in your head five things that you can see and then you're going to take another deep breath and you're going to name four things that you can hear another deep breath and then three things that you can feel physically like an example would be you can feel your feet on the ground or your your butt on the chair and then two things that you can smell and then you're going to name one thing that you can taste and if you can't like if it's not a taste that you recognize you can just make up a name for it because the point is to bring your attention to your sensory input instead of up high in your brain or in too deep into your body in your pain. The idea is to bring you to a centered place so that you can focus on whatever the next step is for healing.
1: Oh my goodness, that's beautiful. Thank you, that's, that's huge. And anybody out there suffering with anything, like I said, or nothing, um, you just wanna ground and center yourself. What a great exercise that you can do really quickly and anywhere in your car at your desk in your bed or, you know on the toilet wherever you may be where you need to get some peace right I mean I'm keeping it real because that's what I do you know sometimes people like I can't do it because I'm at my desk yeah you can I can't go to your, go sit in your car then you know what I mean or, <laughs> yeah you know, go to go take a walk and sit in the park or you know or go to the bathroom. You don't, you can always go in the bathroom stall if you're in the office and not really have to do anything. You can just sit on the toilet, you know, and just have that (laughs) moment to where you just, you know, it's private. No one can see you and you're all within yourself, but you're grounding yourself. And in the frenetic pace that we live in life, it's so very important to ground ourselves. We need to establish that connection to deep, you know, within the earth, um, so that we can be balanced and focused and stable in our life and in our routine. So, I love that. Now, is there anything else that you would like to share with the listeners, with regards to, um, you know, well being and happiness?
2: For sure, for sure. So i uh, I definitely recommend remembering that your past does not like how well you've done in the past doesn't have to define how well you do now or in the future so if if you identify as someone who's a stressed out person you don't have to continue being a stressed out person if you identify someone who has as someone who has a hard life you don't have to it's it's you're allowed you have permission from the universe from the world whoever to let go of identities that no longer serve you and to understand that maybe at one point they did. So that's, that's a piece of <laughs> advice that I give a lot of people because it can be easy to forget. Right. Um, so, yeah. And uh, yeah, so like my, my show is mostly about these kinds of things and, and really digging into those.
1: I um, really like, um, I really like that. I mean, I really like that you're just keeping a positive attitude and really allowing, you um, allowing the positive energy to embrace you in, not only in, internally, but externally in your whole realm of, you know, yourself and with regards to what you're doing and how you're stepping out in the life. It's amazing. Sometimes we do stuff to help ourselves, but we never know or we don't realize how much that we're helping others just by talking, like we're talking, having a conversation or, um, you know, just being in that positive light. I always tell people you never know whose day you may affect just by smiling at someone. You may change the whole the whole you know trajectory of their life. You don't know if that smile made that person realize that they are loved or that there is happiness or goodness in the world and they were yet going off to kill themselves. Do you know what I mean? You just you, you, or someone else, you just you just never know. And so um by just sharing this words of wisdom and just sharing the goodness, because it's so easy to get trapped in all the negative stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But staying in a positive light, which is light and airy um, just is, is a beautiful thing. And again, you just never know whose life you may be affecting. And just us having this conversation today, we don't know who may be listening that is suffering from something like you or something similar. Um, and just your five steps to grounding may completely be the thing that they need to change their life. So they live from, you know, in a state of chronic pain and unhappiness to a state of happiness with chronic pain. So, um, so for, thank you so very much for sharing um, your words of wisdom. Now, I always like to ask the listeners, if, if you could tell your younger self or the self before you, um, you know, came down with your illness, a piece of advice moving forward, what would that piece of
2: advice be? Oh, man. um. That's such a good question. I I feel like my younger self wouldn't have listened, but (laughs) um, probably not, but, (laughs) uh, probably just something around spend your energy on love instead of anger. Um, find, find a way to love and find a way to heal and, and put your energy there. And that's, that's probably what I would do. Um, especially because like you mentioned before, you know, stress factors in a lot to chronic illness. And, um, you know, there's a lot of research coming out lately that says that it may be tied to the fight or flight response and traumatic events and, and things like that. So if I, you know, if I was, if I could talk to my younger self, I would, I would just have her focus on healing emotionally earlier than I started.
1: Gotcha! I love it, and thank you so much. Well, we are at the end of our time with with Kara here, and um, it's been very beautiful and enlightening conversation, and just full of lots of very light, positive energy. So, if any of you out there are listening, and you have someone in your family that might be suffering from a chronic illness or suffering from chronic pain, you know, please share the show with them because sometimes what we think is so, what we may believe to be insignificant, may make or break somebody else's day. And um, sometimes what we think is just little bits of nuggets of gold to keep for ourselves. you know, why not share these little bits of nuggets of gold with others to help improve their life? And even if it's just that moment in time, have an improved moment in time leads to more improved moments in time and pretty Mm -hmm. soon you're on this journey of just having wonderful moments of time no matter what the situation is external of you that you can't control so please share this show with everyone you love and care about those you know that may be suffering from chronic illness and chronic pain and those that um you just want to share the beautiful show with and I want to thank you Kara for being a guest on the Blissful Living show it was a pleasure to have this conversation with you and just really chat with someone that's so very positive that's suffering you know every minute of the day so to speak with chronic pain no one wants to do that but you seem to be doing it with lots of happiness and bliss which is what our journey is all about here so thank you so much and I want to thank our sponsors of course blissful living for you at blissful living the number for the letter U.com. again if you haven't checked out the site go there get the free goodies that they have um, and stay in tune and connected with them lots of great things coming up and so i highly invite you to not only one connect with them and get on their list um, and get all the free goodies but also to share the site with others that you know love and care about um because again they got some really good things coming up and you definitely are going to want to be in the know of the good things that they will be sharing um to all of those that uh follow them in our part of getting the freebies from their site and the programs and all that good stuff. So check out Blissful Living for you at Blissful Living, the number four and the letter U.com. And then I also want to thank our sponsor All Day Cable Incorporated, the phenomenal telecommunications installation company located in the heart of Silicon Valley. It's been around for 31 years and their motto is they make the right connections so that when you pick up, you get that right connection made at the very moment in time that you need it. And there's no failure, whether it's telephone or computer or wireless or whatever, they make sure that you have the right connections the first time. So check them out at all Day Cable inc at alldaycableinc.com. And to all of you listeners, I want to thank you again for being listeners of the show. Please share the show with everyone you love and care about. And before I go. I want to wish all of you peace to your mind, wellness to your body, and tranquility to your spirit as you travel down your path to bliss. This is the Queen of Feeling Fabulous, Rochelle Marie Lawson, and until next time, stay healthy, well, safe, happy, and full of bliss, and goodbye for now.
0: Thank you for joining Rochelle Marie Lawson on Blissful Living. To contact Rochelle Marie and to find out more about Blissful Living, click on Blissful Living for You link right here on the Blissful Living Network. Catch all the Blissful Living episodes on demand and available for download 24/7 on BlissfulLivingForYou.com. Until next week, may your life be filled with peace, wellness, abundance, and prosperity.